0: Welcome, Masters and Mistresses of Adventure. Come with me on a journey to unlock the mysteries of the multiverse. I am Michael Herzer, and this is Dungeon Master's Guide to the Multiverse. Welcome back, everybody. I just wanted to talk to you all today about how to kick off your campaign as a DM, whether that be with pre-made modules or with a homebrew. What I really want to focus on today about pre-made modules is the importance of knowing the information and also reading supplemental books to further your knowledge on the campaign at hand. Now, if you're going to be playing a homebrew, what I'm going to be focused on is not so much knowing every so much detail, because what a homebrew game typically entails, especially if you're a beginner, is a lot more on-the-fly decisions and a lot more on-the-fly mechanics that are going to have to come up. Now, both of which have their advantages. Pre-made modules, you should already know everything that's going to happen, and homebrew, you get to add a lot more things in your campaign on the fly, making it far more creative. Now, the good news about a pre-made module is that of course, you can alter it. You don't need to be so specific to the to the book, you know. You don't have to follow it down to the T. But the important thing about a pre-made module, and we'll just jump right into this, is that you really have to know everything about it as you go. Not so much everything about it right from the get-go. What I typically end up doing is I'll, before we'll play the campaign, I'll read through the module, and then that gives me a pretty good understanding of what's going to come throughout the game. From that point forward, I'll do it session by session, so I'll... I'll predict about how, how much is going to take the amount of time I play for four hours a week, for instance. And so if I play for four hours a week and that's the amount we record, sometimes it's a little bit more, but if I know that we're going to play for four hours, then I will prepare maybe one or two combat encounters and then one or two, one or two, depending on the size of the area. Like if you're dungeon crawling, it's going to go a little bit faster. So I'll need to know a specific area. Basically, I'll gauge the amount of time that each room's gonna take if I'm reading a pre-made module, and I'll, I'll read the amount that I need so that I have the in-depth information throughout that session. Otherwise, I find myself scrambling for information throughout the book, and that really slows down gameplay. So I'll always really read the information for just the night that I'm gonna be playing. The pre-made modules will give you everything that you need and I I advise reading all the supplemental books that you can. For instance, if you're reading if you're playing Descent into Avernus, it's really great to have Mordenkind's Tome of Foes with you. It's really great to have have read the section on the Nine Hells and the Dungeon Master's Guide. And while you're in Elturel at Baldur's Gate, it's nice to have had already read the Swords Coast Adventure Guide, so you have a little bit more detail on, on how, the, how the people in the realm act as a whole, and just the society and culture of it. The more information you have on the town, and the more information you have on the game, the easier it's going to be to have those on-the-fly decisions. It's not really even going to be so much an on-the-fly decision. You're going to have it already made up for yourself in advance so that's definitely one of the added pros of course aside from the regular rule books it's great to have all the other ones like morden kind and soma foes like i mentioned before or also volo's guide to monsters xanathar's guide to everything and, and all those ones that they keep pumping out one of the advantages of a homebrew is it allows a lot more on the fly creativity when you're playing a homebrew campaign, a lot of people think that they want to have everything mapped out before it even begins. They want to have a storyline, they want to have everything figured out, but ultimately that, that kind of tends to fail if you're, uh, if you're too specific with it. Players really can't read your minds. so the best thing to do is to base it around the players. Now, of course, things are going to be happening in the world, and whether or not your players choose to engage with them is entirely up to them uh in a sandbox style world like that or maybe not necessarily sandbox but in a homebrew style campaign where you're kind of trying to let the players take the reins and really let them be engaged with it turn it into a group storytelling process then the the best way that i find to do that is to maybe set up an an instance where they can really choose how to lead the story so basically you are going to in a sense or in a sense write write out the story, but it's going to happen a lot differently than you think. So what's so ultimately you're just going to write the beginning and the end and the characters are going to make everything in the middle. The end isn't even going to be entirely up to you either. So so if you make one session and you say, you know, they find this relic that leads to the bandits and they also find a map maybe that leads to the next point where they're going to meet somebody. And that person could be the next higher up on the chain, you know and they can choose to engage it that way or they can they can come up with their own plan. This is where you get that fun creative on the fly moment, right? They can come up with their own plan on how they want to try and track down these bandits and these and these pirates, right? And they want to figure out how to track down these pirate captains on their own. And then once they make their plan, then you plan out the next session according to their plan that really allows players to feel like they're steering the story. That's kind of how I avoid being railroady. I kind of like to just let the players steer how they want to do everything, and then I plan based off the players' decisions, not try and have the players act off of my decisions. Now, going back to the pre-made module, this can be a bit of a pro and a con. They often give you really good hooks, and that often entices the players or Or if the players know that they're playing a module, that also typically helps because then they'll want to actually play the campaign, not just run away from it and stop playing it altogether, like it could potentially do in a homebrew world. Anyways, if they know that they're playing the module, then they they tend to play the campaign a little bit more thoroughly and they play it more like a video game where they kind of want to hit every little nook and cranny, you know, turns into more of like I want 100 percent it kind of thing. Now, some really good things about the modules is that a lot of the times they'll give you new classes, they'll give you new information about the game as a whole, mechanic-wise, and and that's that's really awesome. That's always a lot of fun to get something new and exciting like that, you know? And homebrew kind of has a similar aspect to it, especially if you use a lot of the stuff that the community's made. I mean, I see new things popping up every day as for homebrew situations. You can create your entire own Star Wars campaign, you can start campaigns based off of just about anything, and you can find information on any style campaign you want to play on the internet. And the community has been so expansive that that there's really no shortage of any of it, in fact. And with pre-made modules, you have the option of going back in the generations if you play 5e. If you go back throughout the generations, you can convert them all to 5e. And if you play the older generations, of course, you can just outright play them, and you can convert 5e back to any edition that you play that it is and who knows maybe if enough of you guys ask how to do that then I'll make an episode on it but the uh and I'll I'll eventually be switching over to a video format and keeping the podcast going as well so I shouldn't say switching over but eventually I'll also be doing a video format as well as a podcast format and then I could really show you guys a lot of different things like physically show you but there's no shortage of uh, there's no shortage mm-hmm. of modules to be playing. Now, if you allow player creativity throughout the homebrew world, there's going to be a lot of different situations where you'll have to do some really weird stuff, like pitch strength checks as the DCs for for saving throws and and things like that. And uh, that makes for a lot of fun. Like, for instance, I had one of my characters in the Torina's friends, uh, uh, Ringick, He pulled the rope. And the DC for that was based off of his strength check. That was the dexterity save for the people running down the stairs. And I allowed him to trip people down the stairs using the rope. Allowed a little bit of creativity. He was happy. I was happy because I felt like I had some very resourceful players. And also, I really feel like they get engaged when you allow them that freedom. And that's not even necessarily homebrew. That, that does make a lot of sense to do in the traditional campaigns as well but in homebrew you're really going to find yourself doing that especially when you allow different races or different equipment in because then the DCs are really going to be set based off of a whole different variety of variables based entirely off of what you've allowed so it's you really have to be careful on what you allow to go to take place in a homebrew situation because eventually you could be doing things that are you're just you're just doing backflips to make them happen and that that's a problem otherwise if it's just happening and you're just allowing it there's really not much of a sense of a game more so as much as you guys just kind of uh telling uh telling some stories which is fine It, it of course play the way you guys play uh but if you want to avoid what i've just mentioned then then really really think about what your homebrew items are doing of course as i've mentioned that there's advantages to both and uh in either situation, in and depending on what kind of DM you are, you'll really thrive in one or the other, or potentially both. It really, uh, the more you do either or, the more experience you get with it, the better you are. The same with everything else. But of course, you'll you'll more than likely thrive with one of them, and the other one will either follow very closely or maybe a little bit more distantly. Pre-made modules is a lot more like well, it's a lot more like a wizard in the aspect of it has to study to get its magic and that very fun same magical feeling that that you homebrew sorcerers have just seems to come from within where you guys are just on the fly with things. Now of course there's a potential that you'll be a little bit of both and that is that is pretty great too. You know you can always take a module and then you can make it fit your own narrative by reskinning some things or uh there's a there's a whole number of ways to do that well in conclusion i would just like to throw out there that your play style will really determine which one suits you best and as long as you guys are all laughing and having fun you're doing a great job as a dm so don't beat yourself too hard over one way or the other whether or not you're doing a pre-made module and you kind of have to go back a little bit and you have to review some things in the game, that's alright, you know, as long as you're all having fun, and if you're homebrewing some stuff, and you have to really take a second to figure out what kind of calculations you ought to be doing for your players to pull something off, then so be it, It, as long as you guys are all having fun. Anyways guys, on that note, I'd just like to say that I've, uh, uh, I, 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 you guys are able to reach me and ask any questions at dmgtmv at outlook.com. You guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok as DMGTMV. I'm on uh, Twitter and Facebook, Dungeon Master's Guide to the Multiverse. Uh, LinkedIn as Michael Herzer. For those of you guys who want to follow me to get my take on how, to, how podcasts run, then my LinkedIn page is a good idea for that. Uh, please ask me your questions, guys. I'd love to help you guys uh, solve solve any tough problems you got going on or any confusion that the community has I'd love to help clear it up uh or I'd like to find the answers together so uh get in contact with me if you guys re- if you guys message me on any of the social medias I'll respond on those as well and uh on TikTok I'm going to be getting a lot more active I've already been relatively active on it but now I'm going to be going hard on TikTok I'm going to be trying to uh I'm going to be trying to bring a lot of value to the millions of people on TikTok We've uh, already We've already reviewed our episode of Tarina's Friends. We're dissecting it. We're we're learning how to make necessary adjustments. I'm gonna put out an episode on the adjustments we've made to better ourselves as players. And uh after that, I'm gonna put out the next episode, which will be on the Dungeons of the Dead 3 and in Descent into Avernus. And And we've been playing that a little bit as we've learned some stuff to kind of put a little a few things in action. And I have to say, I feel like we're definitely improving on this uh, episode already. So I can't wait to get that out there to you guys. And I can't wait for us all as a community to get some results in our growth. All right, guys, have a happy holiday season. I'll be uh, back with you guys in in about a week or two.